This is Mike Bartolomeo, pastor of Church for the Harvest in Alexandria, Minnesota. The Bible is the Word of God. Within its pages are revealed God's perfect will and plan for mankind, the answers to life's hardest questions, and instructions on how to live a victorious Christian life. I believe the following message can change your life if you will let it. Join us now as we share the Word of God today. I humble myself before you. I ask that you speak through me here today. In these few moments that we have together, that your heart would be communicated to your people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I want to talk to you today about the necessity of prayer. The necessity of prayer. This is not a beat you up sermon just because you think, well, I haven't prayed. That's not my intention. And, but I really want to talk about why we can't really go on without prayer. Why we need prayer. And there's a mindset that permeates uh, <clears throat> a lot of, large part of this community and surrounding communities and really the nation, you know, people in general. But it's a mindset that says that, you know, whatever thing's going to happen is going to be to be the Doris Day, you know, song, K Sarah Sarah. And there's really no use changing anything. And really to pray is, is, you know, it's cute, it's quaint. You know, we should teach our little kids to do that. But really prayer, it really doesn't do anything. That's the mindset. And they won't say that, but how many of you know that if you don't pray, there's a reason why? And I just want to attack that here today, that, that what is the blockage? And I believe it has to do where a lot of times our prayers are not answered. It's not because of a reluctant God. I'm going to say that again. It's not because our God is reluctant to, 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 to give stuff to us and to, and to answer prayer. But it's possibly that we haven't pushed deep enough, hard enough in the realm of the spirit, meaning through intercession and petition and communion with the Lord and worship, and really sought the Lord and, and, and stood in faith for those things. Now, I'm not saying that for all the situations, because there's times I have uh, fasted and prayed about things, and you know, what I thought the outcome was gonna be was different. How, however, you know, we could, did see the Lord's hand moving. So I want to encourage you that these next three days, especially of prayer and fasting, uh, I want to encourage you that, that prayer is necessary, necessary. Why we cannot go on with prayer and fasting. You know, fasting, it, it, it silences the voice of the flesh. And some of you right now this morning after a nice breakfast and you had your good coffee and your donut or whatever it is, you feel good. It's just like, yeah, no, I got, my flesh is not that loud. Just don't eat for three days. <laughs> see what other animal inside you starts to manifest. And, you know, that fruit of the Spirit, you know, those passages go right out the window, okay? But it doesn't have to be that way because, you know, what my prayer is is that we would enter into a supernatural fast, that God would sustain us. We need that. We need that. And so, it, 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 you know, it, it silences our fresh. Jeremiah 33, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me. Here's the thing. If we don't call unto the Lord, he's not going to answer. Amen, Pastor Mike. <clears throat> and, and I will answer you, and notice what he says, and I will tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden. There are things that are confined and hidden that will only come through the vehicle of prayer this year in your life. Wow. <laughs> Either that, I don't believe what you just said, Pastor Mike, or I never heard that before. I don't know. I'm going to assume the second. 
call unto me and I will answer you. There are things that are confined and that are hidden. Why? Because there's a real devil out there who comes to kill, steal, destroy. Even though he was legally defeated at the cross 2,000 years ago, if that truth of defeat is not enforced, he'll just run rampant. Isn't that right? That's why we need police officers. I mean, we have... Without getting any political, you know, the government shut down and we have our parks and stuff that, you know, many of them are not open and, and there are people that are there that, that watch over and, and, and the park rangers and they keep things nice. They have been pilfered, littered, trashed, urinate, defecate. I mean, it just, it's a shame in our beautiful country, amen? And, but why? The authority figure is not there. Come on now, are you with me? The authority figures are not there. So people just have a free-for-all. I would not want to live in a society without a rule of law. You wouldn't either. Well, it's the same thing in the kingdom of God, that we are God's enforcers of that truth, and we are to declare. That's why it says in the Old Testament that, uh, that Elijah, when he said there'll be a famine uh, for, for three years, and then after the famine, uh, he had the word. He told the king, he said, go, the rain is coming. But what does he do? He just goes up to the mountaintop with his servant. And the Bible says that he walks like towards the edge of a cliff or whatever. And he begins to bow with his heads between his knees. And he begins to intercede. And he prays. And he tells the servant, go back. What do you see? And he, went, he goes back six times he does this. This is, sounds really crazy. But it's just like, I mean, if God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it, right? Not necessarily. Because why? God has chosen to limit himself in the affairs of man. He is, he's supernatural. He's omnipotent. Yes, he is. It's not limiting God. God has not limited anything. But he has chosen to work through man. This is why we don't pray. So we don't believe that. We don't, be, we don't really believe that. And so as the prophet prayed and he sent him back seven times after the seventh time, which is God's number, amen, breakthrough. So you see, we have to do our part. And God is saying, there's a part we have to play. There's a human side to this that God works with us. But on the seventh time, he said, oh, I see like a cloud. It's like a man's hand. And, and he said, rain is coming. Go. And so what am I trying to say? There is a perseverance. There's a, a praying to see results. It, it, we need to pray, church. We need to pray. God just doesn't want you to pray. He needs you to pray. Now, that's totally different. You think of a God who's omnipotent. He can do anything. He's created the world. Why does he need anything about us? He has chosen to work through you and I in that capacity. I don't know why, but he has chosen to do that in conjunction with him. And we see that through the Old Testament many times, and even the New, where then when, when the men and women of God stepped out in faith, God moved. God moved as they prayed and they sought the Lord. Amen. Call unto me things that are hidden, confined, which you do not know or understand and cannot distinguish. That's pretty clear in a lot of our decision-making throughout the year. And when we make decisions and there's stuff I don't understand, we hope, we try to Google. Maybe Google has the answer. You know, they could give me, because they know Siri. Siri, help me. Or Alexa, will you please, you know. All of those things is not the voice of God. Amen? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm against them, but I don't know about Alexa. That's yeah, something. She's listening all the time. <clears throat> Ephesians 6, 17. Ephesians. Uh, tremendous verse. Take the helmet of salvation. It's the armor of God. 
the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And watch this, pray in the spirit on all occasions. Now you tell that to most Christians, they'll go, um, mm, um, they don't know. To pray in the spirit, we believe, and we preach here and teach that there is a subsequent experience is that when you receive Christ, you receive the spirit within, but we believe there's an overflow, there's a subsequent experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues that I believe that grace as you receive that, he said, well, do I have to? No, you get to. You get to. <laughs> and if you don't want it, it's up to you. But uh, I want everything God has, okay? <laughs> and so he says, pray in the spirit on all occasions and much as it says, with all kinds of prayers. Can we say that together? Say all kinds of prayers and requests. What does that mean? With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me. And I'm going to address that to me here for this year, 2019. I think, uh, even though I don't equate myself to the apostle there sharing to the church, but he asks for prayer from the church for himself. I need you to pray for me for what? That whenever I speak, Words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Well, Pastor Mike, he just ain't hitting on all cylinders, you know. He's, that was a pretty bad sermon. Yeah, man, that was pretty in the tank. I didn't like that. You know, that really agitated me. Maybe you're not praying. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. All kinds, all kinds. You know, there's spiritual warfare prayers for yourself and the devil that you deal with. There's communion where you commune with the Lord. In these next three days, that's that spirit of communion, I believe, is going to be deposited upon us all here as a church. There's supplication where you lift up your needs in your life. And I think we've been, the body of Christ has been very focused on that. Lord, what about me? What I need, what I need. But you know, there's another one called intercession. It's on behalf of others. Well, you pray on behalf of others, and that needs to take place too. Can I get an amen? See, here's the thing. The purposes of God in your life and family and church will only be manifest through the vehicle of prayer. It's not going to be preached up, and not going to be praised up, and I love praise and worship music, but it's going to be prayed up. Amen? It's going to come through the vehicle of prayer. And see, here's the thing. How many know that you can go on in life with our friends? It can be lonely. Um, and for many people, most of the world, they go on in life without money, without money. Um, there's, you know, you could have a company of friends and not have that and know what that's like. There are times that people go through life without support of other close family and, 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 or even a church family. And you can go on in life and if you didn't have any benefits and, and, and all those things, uh, retirement, all that, you can still go on in your life. But what you can't go on is without prayer, because it's a necessity. It's a necessity. Very quickly here, and we're going to receive communion. Why we cannot go on without prayer. Why we cannot go on without prayer. Number one, prayer empties the heart of its cares. We just came through the Christmas season. <laughs> Holidays, and some of you had family come together. Some of it was wonderful time. Some of it was a very painful time. Lost loved ones, broken relationships, painful situations, rifts with family members and all these things. And prayer empties the heart of its cares. Well, that's why we do this in January. So we know a lot can build up through a year that we need to empty and give to the Lord. Can you say amen? 
See, without prayer, you collect more baggage, more weight, more problems, more frustrations, more stress that can be relieved anywhere when you don't pray because you bottle that stuff up. I mean, here's the thing. How can you hear God with all that clutter in your life? You cannot. You hear a voice, but you don't know, is this the voice of God? Is this the voice of pizza? Or is this the voice of the devil? Right? You don't know. But, you know, when you pray, you can hear the Lord. It clears it up. First Peter, the Bible says in 5, 7, it says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. If you're going to do that, you have to be able to pray. That word, Greek word, uh, the word in the Greek, excuse me, uh, for cast actually means to cast, to, to, to take no thought. It's, it actually means distracting. The word cares, distracting anxiety. Does anyone struggle with anxiety? You don't have to raise your hands on that. <laughs> Our whole culture, you know, anxiety. <clears throat> Why? <clears throat> We're carrying these things. It means distracting anxiety. I mean, there's things that can make you anxious, but when it distracts you from the focus, something's wrong there, okay? It says, take no thought, and it answers it in the next verse. It says, take no thought of what we shall eat or what we should be clothed with. So a lot of those things that we're fearful and concerned about, you ready? We're not going to be taken care of. We're going to be out in the cold. You know what? If it isn't up to me, it's not going to be. I mean, God is not just going to go go provide for us. He's given us two arms. Yes, you need to work. But we need to trust the Lord in all things. He is our provider. Thank you for those three amens. See, here's the thing. You think, well, I'm my provider. You know what? God forbid, but one day you wake up. You know, you slip and fall. You got a broke leg. You're out of work for six weeks. Amen? Amen? God is the provider, okay? He's given you a body that will be able to do it. He's given you hands and a brilliant mind that you're able to do things to bring increase and, and through that. And, and we need to honor him and recognize it is you, O oh Lord. It is you, O oh Lord. It is you, O oh Lord. Amen. Quickly, number two. So prayer empties the heart of its cares. Prayer acknowledges that the answer is beyond your human ability. It's beyond your human ability. When you pray, it acknowledges to God that there's something outside of you that has the answer. In other words, you are not the answer. Amen. You know, I respond better when you shout amen. That's all right, pastor. But when you're real quiet, I don't know if it's just like, wow. What's up with that? I don't know, but I'm still going to preach anyways. Amen. Am I preaching truth? We are not the answer, church. Your, your summation of that 10-pound grape on your head, in my head, okay, is not, there's a God that knows more, that sees all. Here's the thing, the moment you bow your knee, you bow your head, it is to acknowledge that you recognize that there are some things that are beyond your grasp, amen? What a relieving experience is to my heart to know that I, I don't have to fix everything, and I am a fixer. Ask my wife. I fix, I try to, I fix everything. I don't have a hundred broke things in my house or apartment or garage. I have a couple things that are broke still, but I'm working on them. But when they need fixing. So I'm a fixer. I like fixing things. I like digging in, learning new things. Like I, I like defeating that brokenness. I mean, you hear what I'm saying? It's like, why are you living with that? Well, that red light on the dash has been there forever. It's the check engine light. Why did you put a piece of tape over it, you know? <laughs> it means something. Let's fix it. Amen. But there are things that are beyond our grasp. But, but it's a relief to know that I don't have to fix everything. I don't have to have the answer to everything. 
neither do you. I'm not smart enough to fix every problem. I don't know what to do all the time, but I know where to go to get the answer. Amen? I know where to go to get that answer. Another reason why we cannot go on with prayer is because we receive divine direction through prayer. Divine direction through prayer. You cannot get divine direction anywhere else like you can get through prayer. can't get it through listening to all your uh, secular podcasts, you know, or your Joe Rogan show, you know, with 16 million downloads. You're not going to get divine direction with him, okay? You're not going to get divine direction. You're only going to get it through the vehicle of prayer and through the Lord, amen? That's where it comes from. It's not through the soap operas. It's not through the television shows or all that. It comes through prayer. And see, I want to remind you of Jonah in the Old Testament. How many remember Jonah in the Old Testament? We know the story. Most of us know the story about it. And he, he got a word from God to go and speak and preach to these, uh, uh, these people. And he said, no, they're evil people and I'm not going to go. And so he took off. Went down a Jaffna, jumped in a boat and hid in the top of the boat and covered himself over like somehow God is not going to see. And God pursued him at, after that. But see, one of the greatest messages you ever get to the story of Jonah is understanding this one thing here. Decisions made without prayer lead to storms and destructions in your life. Amen, Pastor Mike. Decisions made without prayer leads to storms and destruction. And if you think, wow, I've been through a really major storm in my life. Have you prayed? See, see, let me just say this. <clears throat> a lot of times we, we, just, we just think God's going to just cover everything and protect everything. And he, 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 we do. We are protected. I mean, you know that, that we are in the hand of the Lord, that he holds us in the palm of his hand. And if he removed all that, we, I think we'd be dead in a moment. That's how wicked the enemy is. We want to take us out. So God is sustaining us. But there's a time we have to get up from a child Right when they start to crawl, I mean, we've expanded our children's ministry now into the old youth room because we have crawling babies and then we have walking babies. And the crawling babies can walk over the walking babies can walk, you know what I mean? So we just separate it, and it's the same thing with spiritual development and growth. There's a time where God says, You know what? You're up on your two feet now. You need to do this for yourself. Your wife cannot pray and protect you, your husband cannot pray and protect you only. Okay, you got to seek the Lord for yourself. That is not just for parents, grandparents, elderly. It's for young people too. Amen. For young people, kids, children. That's the heart of your parents. Are you hearing me this morning, church? God has called us all to, to make decisions with prayer, with prayer. The whole reason that Jonah ended up in a storm and in the belly of a fish at the bottom of the sea and almost got killed is because he did not pray. He just made a decision, I'm going to go do this on my own. Jonah made a decision without prayer. And woe be to us if we allow other people to influence our decisions without seeking the Lord. Can I get an amen? <clears throat> See, how can you go to people who are just as confused as you are and allow their opinion to control your decisions? Come on. All right? What, what do you say on the messenger, you know, or the app? You know, what do you say? Uh, I messaged them and they said this. Really? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> How can you trust your own judgment when you can only see to the corner? But see, here's the thing. God can see around the corner. <laughs> he can see. He knows what's around there. He knows. Thank you, God. Why? But see, here's the thing. If God gets you in trouble, God's going to get you out of trouble. Amen? 
He's going to get you out of trouble. So once again, the reason we cannot go on a prayer is that we need divine direction and that storms, many storms in our life happen. Not all. There are storms and things we go in and in seasons of wilderness and it's not anything you've done wrong. God is doing a deep work within you, but at least you can still hear his voice and you have confidence to know I'm coming through this. The Lord is with me. There's nothing known that I need to you know, deal with. How many with me say amen? <clears throat> Isaiah 9, 6 calls our wonderful counsel of the Lord. I thought about that. That's what we need this year. We need the wonderful counselor. I said we need the wonderful counselor and that we need his help. We don't need Google, Google's help. You know, we don't, we don't need the internet help. And we, need, we need the wonderful counselor. Wonderful to accomplish things too hard, too hidden, too high, to work miracles. I don't know about you, but I need our God to work miracles. I need him. Counselor, to advise, to resolve. There's some things that need to be, you need to be advised in this year. There's things you need to be resolved and you don't know what to do. Don't make decisions without prayer, church. Hallelujah. See, we wouldn't need so many different counselors if we, if we you know, had our wonderful counselor in our life and sought him. And I'm not against counselors. I think they're great. Uh, my wife and I, we had an occasion go see a professional counselor. And, and we do that to, to grow ourselves, to challenge and see the blind spots in our life. Amen? Amen. Aren't you glad your pastor does that? Yeah. A lot of times when I get in there, I go, oh, it's all over. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to be real with you. We all need help, amen? But we need the wonderful counselor in his decisions. Before, before we make decisions, before we do business, before we build buildings, amen? Before we buy property and you know, before you have a surgery, before you do anything, we must consult God. Can I get an amen? <clears throat> the problem with this generation is that we want everything yesterday, like fast food. We want it, we want it like that's what we want. Now, I mean, I, boy, I could, just, I could be just up there on the... Uh, the Amazon Prime app. Ah, oh, I just tell you, wow, I've been looking for that tool. I know I could really use that because that's going to help save time. Amen, men? That certain tool. And it's so easy to click, click, what address you want it shipped to, what payment method. Come on now. You know, it's already loaded up in there. It'll be there in two days. <clears throat> we need a wonderful counselor. And so what happens is that we either cater to that selfishness that hasn't been broken in many of our lives. Five steps to prosperity. Seven steps to get your healing. How to get God to answer your dreams. How to get what you want from God. Well, wait a minute. Who really is driving the bus anyways? Amen? Is God in charge or what? I mean, we don't buy a car without God. We don't take a job without God. Can I get an amen? We don't get married without God. Amen. We don't even buy a house without God. I mean, we don't even go to court without God. Actually, for the first time in my life, I'm 54 years old. I got a summon to Douglas County Courthouse this year, 2019. And it said the whole year as a grand juror, you're going to serve as a grand juror for the year of 2019. Please don't do anything stupid while I'm there because I'm going to be on the juror this year. <laughs> I don't know what case, but please, I don't want to. Don't think, oh, Pastor Mike's on there. I'm going to get off. No! <laughs> Stay with me if you would, please. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3, 6 says this, In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, the Amplified says, 
and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. What a powerful word that is. He said, acknowledge me in everything. Acknowledge me in your money. Amen. Selah. Pause and think about that. Acknowledge me in your marriage. Worship team, you can come forward. Acknowledge me as you endeavor to raise your children godly. Amen. <clears throat> Don't try to raise your children without the Lord. And just seek all secular ways to, you know, there may be some truth in that. But you got to go back to, if something is contrary to the word of God, you got to go back to God's word. Say so either he's God's right or society is. Amen. So don't try to do that. Acknowledge that we cannot raise our children. We cannot have strong families without the Lord. See, here's the thing. God said in the moment that you acknowledge him, he said, I'm going to give you direction. Direction. So every head bowed here this morning, if you would please. Friends, if you're going to be in step with what God is doing in this, this year in our lives, we need to stop making decisions without the Lord. We need to include him and say, Lord, I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't evaluate it by myself. I need divine assistance. I need your guidance. I need you to be my counselor this year, God. I need you to be my counselor. And when you do that, you are absolutely, emphatically, you're going to win. I said, you're going to win. I like winning. Amen. We're going to win. Amen. You're here this morning and say, Pastor, I don't know the Lord. I'm not right with God. Maybe you're visiting, you're a guest. Maybe you attended church your whole life, but you do not have the assurance of salvation. This is a great day for you. So what do you mean, Pastor Mike? God, just because he's Lord of all, doesn't mean he's Lord of your life. And just because you were born into this world, you're not his child. You're made in his image and likeness, but you need to receive Christ. So how do I do that? You pray, you repent. I'll lead you in a prayer of repentance and you invite Christ into your heart. There's a conversion that needs to take place. There's something happens where God's spirit comes in and takes that old sin nature out of you and puts a new nature, a new nature. Yeah, do we still struggle with sin? Yeah, we still struggle with these things at times, but we are overcomers. We can overcome. We at least now we can fight this thing off and we can live holy and pure. Did you know that we can? We can. The devil has lied to you and told so many people that you cannot. If that's you and you don't have that assurance of salvation, let's pray corporately together. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Save me. I believe. You died on the cross 2,000 years ago for my sins. You are Lord of all. I need you. I surrender my life today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's Word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times and meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-1400. At Church for the Harvest, you belong.